0: I'm
1: gonna shoot this arrow right into your heart.
0: Okay, that, that's good. Um, maybe we could try a little more loving. Think Cupid.
1: No matter where you go or where you hide, love will find you. Love is patient, like a trained assassin. Fall in love now, damn it. Don't make me use this.
0: Um, again, it's, uh, it's good. I think maybe you're coming across a little intimidating.
1: Um, if you don't mind me, saying, I think what I'm doing is right. I mean, just listen to the classic Sam Cooke song. Cupid, draw back your bow, let your arrow go, straight to my lover's heart. That's a kill shot, pal. <laughs> Penetrate the aorta. You bleed out in 10 seconds. He's a trained, methodical marksman with deadly aim, shooting arrows into random victims.
0: Yes, but he's also making people fall in love.
1: Not the ones he kills.
0: <laughs> Does that voice ring a bell?
1: Definitely, that sounds like Liam Neeson.
0: Yeah, Liam Neeson trying out as Cupid. Just a fun clip, but it made me wonder who exactly is Cupid. So just the mention of his name typically conjures up uh, an image of the cherubic winged little baby wielding a a, a bow and arrow. But this wasn't always the case. Long before the Romans adopted Cupid and renamed him, he was known to the Greeks as Eros, the god of love. He is now the unofficial celebrity ambassador for Valentine's Day, the baby that pricks the hearts of the uh, unsuspecting and make them fall in love, or according to Liam Neeson. Kill them. Hmm. Well, in any case, uh, despite his perpetually youthful exper- uh, appearance, Cupid is no neophyte. He's not new to this skill just because he is looking fairly young. History shows that this veteran Valentine has been plying his trade since the ancient times. So don't let his look of youthful innocence fool you. Behind that bright angelic face hides a rather dark past. I knew it. Right? I knew it. Okay. Uh, two versions. Actually, many more. But I wanted to... Uh, Kind of condense them into two versions. we got the Roman mythology and the Greek version. Okay. Going over to the Roman mythology, Cupid's mother was Venus, the goddess of love and, uh, and beauty, and the father was Mars, the god of war. Um. Now, Venus and Cupid, uh, from the Latin cupido, meaning desire or lust, were associated with Lupercalia, the pagan mid-February festival of purification and fertility that foreshadowed the modern Valentine's Day that we have today. So long ago, as part of the festivities, uh Luper, see, if I'm saying that right, nearly uh, naked young boys smeared the blood of the sacrificed dogs or even goats. They would ran, run through the streets and also whipping women also, and that was to make them more fertile. Okay, (laughs) Uh, go on. (laughs) Right, a bit different to giving chocolates uh, here in the 21st century. (laughs) But uh, the piercing of women's skin was believed to induce fertility. In a similar vein, it was believed that Cupid could cause love or even the sexual desire by piercing his victims with gold-tipped arrows. So in the story, there's actually two bows. One is just by romantic love, and the other is lustful love as well. Moving over to the Greek version. He was named Eros and uh, was seen as one of the uh, primordial gods. Uh, Though other myths exist as well, Cupid was often depicted with wings, a bow, and a quiver of arrows, like the same as the Roman mythology. So here's a different story. When Cupid's mother, Venus, became jealous of the princess Psyche, this is when everything went haywire. So her subjects loved and beloved Psyche a little bit more than Venus that they forgot to even worship the goddess of love so she ordered Cupid to make Psyche fall in love with the most vilest thing in the world maybe hopefully that would lead her astray sometimes it is a curse to love somebody who doesn't love you back but in any case while Cupid was sneaking into her room to shoot Psyche with a golden arrow he accidentally scratched himself with his own arrow and fell deeply in love with her. Now, after that, Cupid visited Psyche every night while she fell asleep, sang her a lullaby, maybe just watched her fall asleep, who knows, but speaking to her so that she could not see him. He told her to never try to see him. Now, Psyche, though, incited by her two older sisters who told her Cupid was kind of a monster tried to look at him and angered Cupid. So when he left, she looked all over the known world for him until at last Venus told her that she would help her find Cupid if she would do one task presented to her by Venus. So Psyche agreed. She wanted to see him. There was so much curiosity and she completed every task presented to her, each one harder than the last. There were steps to go forward and forward. And finally, Venus had one task left. Psyche had to give Pluto a box containing something Psyche was not supposed to look at. Now, of course, she is quite a curious cat, isn't she? It got the best of her and she looked into the box and hidden within it was eternal sleep space there by Venus. Cupid was no longer angered by Psyche after that and brought her from her sleep. Now, another uh, god, Jupiter, the leader of the gods, gave Psyche the gift of immortality so that she could be with him together forever. And they had a daughter, Voluptus and Hedon, meaning pleasure, and Psyche became the goddess, her name meaning soul. So, right. quite interesting. I don't know if that did really tickle your fancy. Because Greek gods and Roman gods, I mean, sometimes they do get a little dry, but at times they are quite interesting at the same well, time. Well, I was going to say, the Romans, it's kind of very straightforward, just like, blood on the face, boys, pierce, right, kill. And then the Greek story Valentine's. is like this eloquent like explanation <laughs> of, we have psyche, which... Turns into the soul and hedonism or hedony. Of course, these are all just uh, fun and games with Mm -hmm. myths, but they are a lot of fun to listen to. So going back to Liam Neeson with his little uh, tribute to Sam Cooke, here's Cupid.